0: So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast. This is episode 210 for the 21st of Sivan and Alipir. So a little while back, I read this really interesting novella that I really enjoyed that I would highly recommend to my listeners called Flatland. It was written by a priest, actually, named Edwin A. Abbott and was published in 1884. And the subtitle of this book is A Romance of Many Dimensions. So it's called Flatland, A Romance of Many Dimensions. And the basic premise of the book is that in this book, the author describes this world in which the inhabitants live in two dimensions. And so all of the inhabitants are shapes, but they're two-dimensional shapes, and there's different types of shapes. Like some of the shapes are just lines, a flat line. Some of them are squares, for example. Then you have polygons, and then you have circles. And he describes this in terms of a social hierarchy, sort of, like how like the, the lines are the lowest of the low in the social hierarchy and the circles are like the priests of this world. But what they all have in common is that they're all living within this two-dimensional reality and they have absolutely no perception and no conception of three-dimensional space. So it's been described that this wor- that this, this work was written as kind of like a social satire, like sort of like mocking Uh, the classes of English society and that kind of thing. But on another level, it's also really describing to us and it's telling us how to really think about dimensions outside of our own. And so like at one point in the book, then one of the the characters actually gets to see, gets to perceive the third dimension of reality and it really blows their minds. And they have absolutely no way of describing it to the rest of the inhabitants. And there's like this fear that this person is going to be seen as a crazy person because all the inhabitants know are these two dimensions of reality. So why am I bringing all of this up? Why am I bringing it up today? Because today we're going to be talking about other dimensions, but specifically we're going to be talking about the third and fourth dimensions of our reality and thinking about the question of what might lie beyond that. So, what the third dimension of our reality so we all know that we're living in third dim- in in a three dimensional reality it's not a two dimensional reality right like we're able to look up and down and, and not just side to side like the or, or front and back like the people in the in the In the book flatland so in in the book flatlands it's like they literally were not able to see above or below them at all all they could see was right in front of them so that even when they were like looking at shapes they wouldn't even be able to necessarily tell like let's say if they saw like a horizontal line in front of them they wouldn't be able to tell is that a line person or is that a square because they'd only be seeing one side of that person and they'd have to like be traveling around to see what type of person, what type of figure this was, you know? Um, So in our reality, we're very fortunate that we have three dimensions. We not only see in front and in back of us and side to side, we also can see up and down. So that's one aspect of our reality. And then we know that there's another aspect of reality that actually taps into the fourth dimension. What's the fourth dimension? The fourth dimension is the dimension of time, where we not only have the dimension of space and the dimension of like area and uh, and diameters and things like that but we actually have the the uh the other dimension of past present and future where we can talk about things that happened to us in the past we can talk about things that happened to us in the future and all of those kind of things now the really amazing thing which physics a lot of physicists physicists actually do try to explore and try to explain is perhaps is there a dimension beyond time is there perhaps some, something that is beyond all of us so we know that like once we keep reaching higher and higher into higher dimensions we can look at the dimension that's below it and we can see it from a different perspective we can kind of see how there's like we we can see beyond the limits of that perspective. So like again, as that let's go back to that example in flatlands of the two-dimensional reality. So let's say you have a two-dimensional figure that is walking and sees a horizontal line in front of them. So they have no idea is this horizontal line a line figure or is it a square or perhaps it's a polygon perhaps it's a triangle, they actually have no idea because all they see is this horizontal line. But us, as three dimensional figures, we can actually go and we can look at this and we can look at this figure from above, right? And we can see, oh, this person is actually a triangle or a square or a line or whatever it is, because we have this ability to see things in three dimensions. That's like the whole idea of like depth perception, right? Like these two-dimensional figures didn't have any of that depth perception. And so then we have this this other dimension of time, which it seems like even actually the two-dimension of two-dimensional figures also had, because there's like the story in the book and what happened before, what happened after and everything like that. So it's sort of like its own dimension is the dimension of time, but it is a dimension just like the other two. And just like the other two, whether we're talking about two-dimensional figures or three-dimensional figures, when we're stuck in whatever dimension we're stuck in, we're literally stuck in it and we can't see that there might be something that's beyond that. But we know in talking about God and in talking about um, all of these things that God is the one who created all these dimensions. God is the one who's constantly creating these dimensions. So even though our reality is very much fixed in space and time, we think and we operate and we live in accordance with space and time. We live in accordance with what block do you live on, where, how how tall are you how short are you what did you do yesterday what are you going to do today what are your plans for the future this is the way we operate and it's very purposeful and there's really no way that we could operate in another way what we're going to be learning about today and really focusing on is the fact that these dimensions as real as they are to us are actually just dimensions just like for the two-figured beings that the that two-dimensional Dim- dimensional reality for them was limited, and we can see beyond it. So just like that, there's there's something beyond our dimensions, and our dimensions are merely creations of God. So this is really hard for us to understand because we're stuck in our dimensions, and it's there's actually no way for us to be able to really get this and grasp grasp this with our minds. But it's something interesting to know about, you know, just like when in that book, if you ever end up reading that book, you'll see that the guy who ended up getting this like perception of the third reality, the third dimensional reality, when he came back, even though he couldn't actually tap into it again, he still had a sense of it. He still had like a sense that there is something beyond. So this is really what the Tanya wants to teach us today, that, that there is something that's beyond all of these dimensions beyond the dimensions of space and time, and also to teach us more specifically where the dimensions of space and time come from. And what we'll learn, and this was actually introduced a little bit yesterday, is that the dimensions of space and time actually come from a very, very specific aspect within God's attributes. And that's the aspect of God's, that's the attribute of God's malchus, the attribute of God's kingship. So space and time, the limitations of space and time, which make up our world, and which make up all worlds actually, are, come from this, this attribute of, of Malchus, of kingship, of sovereignty, because if you revert back into the source, then these, the source of God, like if we go back into that world of Atsilus, which is not really specifically a world in the way that the other worlds are, there actually is no space and time. And space and time cease to exist because everything reverts back to its source, so let's get into the text and I think we can explain it a little bit more and become a little bit clearer as we go. So here we go. So we're in for context we're in the middle of chapter 7 of Shari Khudba Amunah, and so let's begin. So for context we left off yesterday talking about the whole idea the whole concept of a world which in Hebrew is called olam and we talked about how it's related to the word omemut which means dimmed or extinguished, alluding to the fact that God, as he is manifest within the world, is hidden. So it's like, it's we don't really, in any world, once we're talking about the concept of a world, uh, which is a creation of God, then we're already talking about some kind of a diminishment of God's presence there in a revealed way. And we also talked about how the whole idea of God's world and the way that God Manifests himself in terms of creating the world is related to his malchus to his attribute of kingship of sovereignty so now the altar goes on today and he says that this this limitation this boundary and the aspect of what it is that we call world olam in hebrew falls upon anything that has an aspect of space and time specifically And so, what do we mean by space? So, what we mean by space is east, west, north, south, above, and below. Right? So, this is what we talked about in the introduction. This is what makes, this is what we talk about when we're talking about three dimensional space, three dimensional reality, is that we're living in a place with these different directions of east, west, north, south, and up and down. And when we talk about Time, what do we mean by time? We mean that there is a past, a present, and a future, right? There's like a timeline. And all of these aspects are not actually related, says the Altareba, to the supernal midos on high, the, the holy supernal midos, the, um, the supernal attributes of God. So, so if these dimensions of space and time are not coming from God's attributes, from the midos, where are they coming from? So the ultra goes on, and he says it's coming from God's machus, from God's attribute of sovereignty, of kingship, specifically. So just to little pause here and just to go back to and give a little review of our map of God's attributes, if you remember specifically when we talk about attributes or in Hebrew midos, what we're referring to very specifically is God's six emotive matru- attributes, which are chesed, gvra, that's a and then the seventh one which is malchus is kind of like well it's it sometimes is included in that map of the of the mitos it's a little bit different it's not specifically one of the emotional attributes it's kind of like considered to be like its own thing on the bottom it's the seventh one which we'll learn a little bit more as to what that means what what is the seventh attribute of malchus so, basically, what the altar is teaching us here is that when we talk about space and time in the context of a world, in the context of, of what makes a world a world, and how these things can only exist within what, what it is that we call a world, this is very much related to God's attribute of malchus, of being a king. Meaning that he's a king above, without end, and king below, without limits, as well as to... The four in the four directions so it's like when you're again like we talked about yesterday it's like if you're a king over you have to be a king over something you can't just be a king in your own right so what is it that we're saying when we say that god is a king it means that god is a king over whatever worlds he's presiding over in all directions in a, to an infinite degree whether we're talking about above below or uh, east west north and south and so too is god a king over time as is alluded to, something that we actually say in our davening, in our prayers, where we say Hashem Melech, Hashem Malach, Hashem Imloch, that God reigns in the present format, God reigned in the past format, and God will reign in the future format. So it's this is referencing the aspect of time over which God presides. And so we find that Whether we're talking about the vitality of space or whether we're talking about the vitality of time as well as their creation, something from nothing and their subsistence every single moment of their creation Existence comes from God's attribute of Malchus, as well as the name Adnus, which is associated with this, which we talked about yesterday, how this this name of Adnus of God is associated with his attribute of Malchus. And since, as we know, that God's attribute of Malchus is united with his essence and with his being, with utmost unification... As will be explained, thus we have to say that whether we're talking about space or whether we're talking about time, both of these things are utterly utterly nullified in their source, truly in relation to God's essence and being, just like the nullification of the light of the sun in the sun itself. And then the ultraviolet goes on to explain that this is the actual, this this whole concept, this idea of, on the one hand, there being time and space, but on the other hand, the awareness that time and space are actually nullified in their source, which is God, is the combination of the name of Adnos in the name of Havaya. Because Adnos, again, is that name that is related to Malchus, which is related to this whole concept of time and space and where time and space originate from, and the name Havaya is related to the idea of being above time. And how do we see that Havai is above time? So we had, we had mentioned this in previous episodes, is that the name Havaiya, the word havaya in Hebrew, etymologically alludes to the idea of Haya, Hovei, and Iyeh. Was, is, and will be in one moment. So it really is pointing to this idea of being really above time completely. And the altar artist says that this is written about uh in more detail, and he says that you can you can look this up in Ramah Hamna Parshas <laughs> Penchas, and it's not only is Havaya above time, but he's also above space. It's also above space because he is constantly creating everything in a way of space. Everything, whether we're talking about things from above to below. Or in the four directions. So that's the end of the section. So just to bring it all together. So again, we began by talking about this idea of dimensions and how we kind of take it for granted, like we don't even think about the dimensions within which we live because this is literally our life, and we can't actually escape the dimensions of our lives. Just like in the story of the Flatlands, where they couldn't get out of the two-dimensional little reality they lived in because that was how they were built, and so here we are in our three-dimensional reality where we have not only space and the four directions, as well as above and below, but we also have time. We have the existence of past, present, and future. However, what the has taught us today is that we should really know that space and time, just like everything else, these two are mere creations. And where do they come from? Specifically in the order of creation, like in the map of creation, they come from God's attribute of malchus, God's attribute of sovereignty, of being a king over the universes, like over space and over time. And this attribute of malchus is actually not even one of his emotional attributes. It's something else. It's 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 malchus. And when we combine this attribute of malchus, which with the attribute of havaya, which is this level that is beyond space and time, we actually can have kind of have both, have a a consciousness of both realities at the same time. So that might be kind of like a brain twister because it really is something that is beyond our conception because again, we are stuck within these dimensions and there's nothing we can do about it. However, hopefully we can at least have some kind of appreciation, gain some kind of appreciation that there's something beyond all of this. Just like the guy in the two-dimensional reality was able to visit and have a one-time visit with the three-dimensional reality and was able to bring at least like a semblance of that back into his life afterwards so that's it for today and we'll continue along these lines tomorrow and i'll speak to you then thanks for listening to the it is top podcast hosted by sarit Switzer. this podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather abraham yitzhak ben Binyamin cohen of blessed memory music by shoshana